0: I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a True Crime Podcast with an element of baking.
1: And what are you baking this week?
0: <laughs> we didn't talk about that, did we? <laughs> no. You know, it's funny. Um, caught me off guard there, but I'm quick on my feet. <laughs> I'm agile. <laughs> Um. Mm-hmm. So I, I am making get, get ready for it. Gears <laughs> are turning. <laughs> rhubarb crunch. Yep, mm. that's right. It's rhubarb season baby. Do you do you know what rhubarb is? Yes. I don't know if it's a fruit or a vegetable to be honest. I would guess I would
1: don't be. know. I remember we picked rhubarb at your grandma's one time and you made a pie, but I couldn't tell you if it's a fruit
0: or what. Well, that's the thing is, um, yeah, I think it's probably a veggie and it comes up like a stalk, like it almost looks like a celery stalk.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's super tart. So it's actually a little bit past rhubarb season, um, but my grandma's still growing it and um we can still find some good rhubarb out there every now and then. So we'll still go with it. But yeah, rhubarb crunch, it's super yummy. It's um a little bit tart because rhubarb's tart and that's it's just rhubarb and sugar basically. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'll share the recipe, it's a family recipe. I love it. Uh we have it pretty much any summer get together. We always have rhubarb crunch because that's what's available. <laughs> so um i'm not giving up my uh strawberry bar pie yet i am i'm not sharing that recipe yet it's got to be a good a good episode for me to share that one
1: okay your specialty
0: pie my specialty pie (laughs) yep all right let's get started yeah i have no idea what this uh we haven't even talked about it at all so i don't know what we're covering
1: well we said last week I'm Madame LaLaurie.
0: Oh my gosh! New Orleans. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's been a week. Okay. I was like, (laughs) we did. (laughs) I cannot wait. Yes. Yes.
1: So, um, Marie Delphine McCarty was born in 1787 to a very wealthy family in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, her family was originally from Ireland, but they moved to Louisiana while it was still controlled by the Spanish. So she is a second generation to be born in America in her family. Oh, okay. So her mother died in 1807, and her father um, started another relationship. <clears throat> he had a long-term relationship not married, but like a common law relationship, okay. you know, with a, a free woman of color named Sophie Mosante, which if you think of Madame LaLaurie's history later, that's very surprising because she grew up a lot with that.
0: That is very interesting.
1: Yeah. Huh. And Sophie and her father had a daughter and Delphine was actually this child's godmother. And she was a biracial child, obviously.
0: So, wait, are you saying she was her sister and her godmother? Yeah. Half-sister and godmother? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, half-sister. Yep.
0: Interesting. Um, yeah, and apparently that was
1: very common. A lot of men in her family, they had, like, um, biracial children, like, a lot of them had, like, not marriages, but, like, uh, relationships with, like, free women of color at the time. Free black women. So, and interesting because how that turns out, because if you don't know anything about Madame LaLaurie, she is um, not a great person to her slaves and was pretty much a really, really nasty racist later in her life, but it doesn't seem like she started that way from her early life. So,
0: interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting where um the fact that she literally was like not not only wish did her father, you know, cuz she could still disagree with whatever her father did, but the fact that she's this child's godmother. Yeah. is very shocking.
1: Yeah. I was surprised to find that out, for sure. Um so Delphine's first marriage was to a high-ranking Spanish officer whose name was Don Ramon de Lopez Angulo. I don't know if I said that right, but he was a caballero of the Royal Navy or Army. I couldn't really tell which one it was. He was in the military with some rank. Um, she married him at age thirteen in the year eighteen hundred, and he was thirty-five
0: when they got married. Cute. Wow. Yeah. 35, 18. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know the new uh, um, Demi Lovato song? 17, no. 29. What? I've
1: never heard that day in my
0: life. Well, you gotta listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. Um okay, everyone, well, that's your that's your assignment after listening to this. Look up 1729 by uh Demi Lovato. It okay. is a banger.
1: Will <laughs> I don't
0: think I've ever said that banger. word in my life. <laughs> I have never said that word sober in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Except for right now. <laughs> Except for, yeah. Well, who says I'm
0: sober? Just kidding. <laughs> It's, Anywho. Uh, two in the afternoon. Okay.
1: <laughs> Let's <No. come> <laughs> so they had one child together, a daughter, um, who they nicknamed Borkita. Um, would she?
0: Would they nickname her Borkita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they said, pork. Porkita. Pork. <laughs> yeah. So that's no. not a nice name. Okay.
1: Go um, on. but Don Ramon died very suddenly in a shipwreck. In Havana. Um, So she was widowed. Right after having this child. um, Unfortunately. And she then married. A banker, lawyer, and legislator. So he was doing a lot of things. He was a Frenchman. Named Jean Blanc. And they married in 1807. When she was 20 years old. And they had four daughters. And one son. And he also died. When she was 28, and it was 1816, and he had a lot of debts, like $160,000 oh. in debt, which is $2.5 million today. Um, But fortunately, she was very wealthy on her own, like, without his money, so she sold a lot of his property to keep her own, like, possessions and everything, um, including his slaves. She sold his slaves for a lot of money, and... Its records show that at least eight of the slaves she owned at this time died, and they were all cited of unknown cause of death. So, because she didn't really have to disclose that if she didn't want to of how they died, so that's when the first like hints of some something going on with her mistreatment started. But of course, it was slavery, so nobody really looked at that. Sadly, unfortunately, you know. yeah. Um. When her father passed away, she inherited a large amount of money. Um, But he also left his daughter Sophie $5,000 in his will, and he gave her two slaves as well. And Sophie was still under the care of their family still. So, very interesting.
0: That is interesting that um, I didn't really realize that biracial individuals would also have slaves. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um she then married um a doctor who was younger than her, Leonard Louis Nicholas Lallery, which is where she gets mm. her name. She is known as now um he was 25, and she was 40 when they got wow. married. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was basically a marriage for, you know, money. Because she was a lot wealthier than he was. mm mm-hmm. um, But also of convenience. And they had another kid together, but their marriage showed signs of strain pretty quickly. Uh, November 16, 1834 or 1832 uh Delphine petitioned the first judicial district court for a separation from bread and board of- for her husband um and she claimed that he treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable which wow. is written in the paperwork and her son and two of their daughters Two of her daughters um also confirmed that they said that he was quite abusive and could be really violent. oh, um, yeah, so they separated quite often, but then would like come back together. They were never officially divorced, okay, they, yeah, they like were on and off for a very long time, um and extant letters that still exist and are found. So they fought a lot about Delphine's treatment of slaves. That was a big reason for their fighting as well. What it exists in these letters? So Yeah, she
0: plays the victim.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm it probably he probably wasn't great either, but yeah.
0: Right. But still like if he's getting like he's getting like Full of rage because of how he's seen that how she's treating other people. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm not, I'm not supporting domestic violence at all. I'm just saying that that's not. Like I can see why he'd be so enraged by it.
1: Yeah, because it, it's got to be bad if like I'm. I'm thinking it's real bad if someone who has slaves like actually cares. Like I don't know. I'm just surprised when people care about. Them. Unfortunately. <laughs> You know, it's bad. Right,
0: because you just hear so much about the mistreatment.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, who knows how much he, like, cared, cared about them. But I don't know. It's interesting. But that is something they fought over, apparently, because they have those letters. Mm -hmm. So, in 1831, Madame Lalaurie bought her infamous three-story mansion at 1140 Royal Street in the French Quarter. And her husband did not live there with her. That was her home that she built and everything. Wow. And she hired a lot of slaves to help run this lavish home of hers. And people were really impressed with her attitude towards her slaves on the outside. They thought she was quite fair to them. Every time people came to her house because she loved to entertain, they, nobody saw anything that was particularly like, shocking or appalling, you know, behavior.
0: Um see that's even scarier, the fact that she could just turn it off. Yeah. That shows you that like for one, she knew what she was doing was really wrong. Mm-hmm. And also that she I feel like well, we always talk about psychopath versus sociopath. That's that's signs of a psychopath.
1: Right. Yeah. And or, yeah, or yeah it's, yeah, it's a psychopath. Okay. Yeah. Actors. Right. Um. So a woman named Harriet Martineau, she was a writer on socialist theories at the time, and she is known as the first female psychologist, or sociologist, sorry. Um, she wrote essays on Madame Lawlery and her like psyche, and a lot of residents and neighbors told her that they claim to have seen her slaves in haggard or wretched appearance at times. But if she ever had to have her slaves in public, she was always seen to be very polite to them. Um, so that's what her neighbors said. That there were things like behind closed doors and like to the public were very different. And those stories are written down by her neighbors you know, neighbors love to gossip, so you never know what's embellished.
0: But, you know, with
1: her, I'm guessing it wasn't too much. I
0: know. That's true. Was was this taken before or after they found? After. Oh, see, yeah. You never know. Everyone wants a, a piece of the pie.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Louisiana was one of the few states that actually had laws to protect slaves from cruel punishment um and there were a lot of rumors about how she was unfairly and cruelly trading treating her slaves um because she was getting a little careless and started to slip up in public more often so people were starting to see it um and rumors that she gave her slaves to her husband for experiments started spreading because her husband was a doctor um, oh. And even though he didn't live there all the time, he would show up sometimes and people assumed and like spread rumors that that's when they were trying these experiments on their slaves and doing all this nasty stuff. So between 1830 and 1834, there are funeral registers that confirm the deaths of at least 12 slaves from the Lally estate, and all of them have no written causes of death. On there and 12 of, or some of these deaths include a laundress whose name was bonnie and four and all four of her children
0: <gasps> um yeah they were quite young so are you kidding me yeah and then that's just not gonna be investigated or anything
1: not gonna be investigated.
0: no one's gonna even ask a question about that that's so sad
1: yeah well because it was against the law there for cruel punishment, two officials did come to her mansion after these deaths to come investigate, mm-hmm. but she was very, very charming, and they never found any evidence of wrongdoing on their visits there, so I'm guessing maybe she had, they weren't, like, unannounced visits when they came to check up, you know, and she had time right. to, like, sweep things under the rug, because... Or maybe they just didn't look very closely. You
0: know. Right. They might not have, like... Like, she might have just, like, let them into, like, the front walkway and the dining... You know, like, the entrance, not ha- let yeah. them have, like, a whole look around.
1: And they're like, mm, look left, look right. Okay, bye. You know? Right. So, at least two of the reports that are... That make, like, the papers and, like, the police records were true about her, um... And one of them was about a man who was a slave in her home who was trying to run away and escape punishment. And he jumped from the third-story window rather than face her and her punishment. And he died. Um, and people saw him do it from across the street, so she couldn't deny it because there were witnesses. It's a busy street in the French Quarter, you know. Right. You don't miss someone jumping out of a third-story window. Third story window,
0: but couldn't um, you say it was like suicide or something? Like,
1: yeah, they didn't really. She didn't really get any punishment for it. Okay, anything. but you know, it fueled the flame of something weird in that house, right? Um, and the that third story window is actually it is still cemented shut to this day. Um and if you like walk past the house you can see it it's all like cemented shut and part of the ghost stories of the house say that the owners over the years tried to put windows in but they would always end up like breaking and smashing so now that window is permanently sealed shut and yeah if that's true because I walked past that house and I did see it it's all cemented shut still so.
0: Wow! One of the
1: famous ghost stories is that you can like see him jumping from the window like his ghost sometimes. It's
0: so sometimes. scary.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh.
1: Oh no. Um, the other event that had witnesses was of a twelve-year-old girl named Leah. Um, the story goes that Leah was brushing, um, Madame Lalaurie's hair, and her hairbrush, like caught in a snag in her hair, and Madame flew into a rage and chased Leah with a whip, and Leah leapt to her death from the balcony to oh. escape this punishment. And neighbors saw Madame Lullery trying to bury Leah in her yard oh. quietly, trying to hush it up. Um. And the police did fine her three hundred dollars for this and made her sell nine of her slaves for mistreatment. So, eh, eh not 90, it doesn't really mean 100. much. Yeah, especially because she had her family members go buy these slaves back, and they brought them right back to the house.
0: And this the same ones.
1: Yeah. Ugh. She just like like she couldn't officially buy them back, but she had her family members do it. And the police were like, she got, she found a loophole. We're not gonna do anything.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, like, and I mean, I mean, I guess I don't understand the culture of the time or anything, but like, why would she specifically go for the same slaves back? Like, did she? I know, like, I don't know. I probably don't. Just... I don't understand. And those poor people, they probably thought that like. They were, you know, saved from this freaking monster. At least getting out of
1: her house, yeah.
0: And then to just be bought right back is just really sad.
1: Yeah. Um. So, eighteen ten, or God bless America. I can't read. <laughs> April tenth, eighteen thirty four, is when the famous fire broke out at the Lollary Mansion, and firefighters came to the home and saw a slave chained to the stove and I found different stories like some said it was a woman some said it was a man I don't know so okay somebody was chained to the stove
0: I had always heard it was a woman but yeah
1: I'm pretty sure I heard it was a woman too but one of the ones I saw said a man but so I'm not sure um but this person told the firefighters it was a suicide attempt because they they started that they started the fire because they were trying to escape punishment in the attic. They said, People who go up to the attic don't come back. And I knew I was gonna get sent there, so I'd rather die and take this whole house down with me. And the firefighters are like, What's in the attic? What's up? Right. There? So the the fire is put out and um the slaves who were like running the house were rescued and taken to taken care of like taken to safety and the firefighters then go up to the attic and found slaves mutilated, tortured, some of them were in cages um and so that is that is a fact that there were slaves up there definitely Not in great shape. Definitely tortured. But, of course, the story is embellished and changed over time of exactly what kind of nature they were found in. um, Mm -hmm. In the original newspapers that first broke of this story at the time, it said there were seven or eight slaves upstairs. That number is exaggerated in some stories to be, like, hundreds. But that seems unlikely given the space of the attic and everything. Right, right. Um, but the judge who showed up at the scene, um, wrote in his report that he was apprised of there being in one of the apartments some slaves who were chained and some who were exposed to perish, um, which I'm assuming like left to die. That yeah. Means. Um, he also wrote two negresses incarcerated whom they liberated. One was wearing an iron collar that was very heavy and large and was chained with heavy irons by the feet and walked with great difficulty. So they were definitely just, like, left there to, like, rot and be dirty and at the very least, you know? Right. Um, But there yeah. And there were reports that one of the slaves was found with their eyes gouged out. Another had their skin flayed open. Um, some with their mouths sewed shut with excrement in their mouth. I just cannot imagine the feeling. And uh,
0: were they alive?
1: They were alive, yes, yeah. Um, another. One of the most extreme stories, like, and we don't know if this one is true, but it is one of the most famous stories from the house, is that one woman was said to have had all of her joint bones, so, like, her elbows, her knees, and everything um, broken and reset backwards so that she, like, looked like a crab, so that her bones all went the wrong way.
0: What a bizarre thing to do. Yeah. And
1: that, that's, like, a weird thing to make up, but who knows if that really happened, but that's, like, one of the most famous stories, because it's something very odd, you know? Right. Um, Another woman was found with intestines wrapped around her, and a lot of, a couple of them had holes in their heads that, there, and there was a stick sticking out of one of their heads, like. She was like stirring their brains or something, like an experiment, like
0: I guess. And they weren't alive, right? Some
1: of them were. Yeah. Like she thought there was no point to it if they were dead. Like this was all like a sadistic fun for her. Like they they couldn't die. She wanted them to be alive for all of this. So,
0: yeah. How did she manage that? I mean, I know. X amount of slaves versus one person. It's like... Exactly. They got all ganged up on her. But, I mean, then what else were they facing, you know? Yeah. Hanged or something? Because they're attacking their boss.
1: Right. Like, it isn't a world that really wants to help you. So what can you do? But...
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So sad.
1: One victim... Supposedly, um, had her arms amputated and her skin peeled off in a circular pattern to make her look like a human caterpillar. I can't even really picture how that is supposed to look, but that sounds particularly gruesome. Um,
0: Just bizarre. That's so... Yeah. That's... What? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Supposedly. Yeah, all right. Um, and then there were also um a few dead bodies found that were pretty unrecognizable because they were so, like, beaten and cut up. And there were, like, body organs strewn over the floor. So it was, like, a disgusting place up there. Like, just nasty. It smelled full of blood. You know, all of that. Um, but, yeah. So there was definitely bad, bad things, definitely torture going on, but the stories, you know, they could be embellished. But those are the, like, most popular ones of, like, what could
0: have happened that people say. I just don't – I just can't believe somebody is that sick. Yeah. And it didn't sound like she had that rough of a life.
1: Absolutely not. created She had a very charmed life.
0: Right. Yeah. She's literally just a monster.
1: Um, so after the slaves were released from her house and the fire was under control. I mean, she's one of the wealthiest people right smack dab in the middle of the French quarter. Everyone knows about it. Everyone is flooding the streets, like watching the house in flames. They're all there. They see all of this happening. And this angry mob of about 4000 people angrily just destroyed her home. They destroyed the interior, like, completely, like, just ruined her home. And I would like to say it's out of anger for her treatment of the slaves because it was against the law, which maybe that was part of it. But I, you know, I think some of it was also like people just love the downfall of a person, especially this prominent woman in society. I feel right. like, like this is going to be a smack in her face. Let's destroy her home, too you know
0: yeah right
1: but Not either way
0: yeah
1: her life is literally up in smoke at this moment
0: where um, where was she during this time
1: so she was taken out of the house um first and while the firefighters were looking in she was on the street um but she in the haze of all of the craziness she fled the scene um, probably cause she knew she's going to get arrested or something. Right. And she just up and left. Um, but they continued on with like this investigation. Um, there was an excavation of the LaLaurie mansion and the slaves quarters. So two of the slaves that were rescued that night died a few days later from their injuries. And... They also found in the yard a few bodies that were disinterred and um, a, a body of a child was found as well oh. in her yard, which they believe to oh. be the,
0: uh, yeah. the girl who jumped.
1: Um, and that, those records are existing. So they definitely did find bodies there. That wasn't a mm-hmm. lie or made up. Um and people were demanding her arrest but everyone realized they had no idea where she went when she fled pretty quickly. Um most people assume she went to Paris and there are records of her living there later in life but they kind of kept her house under wraps and she started going by a different name in Paris so people really like lost track of her and uh what happened one of her daughters said she kept receiving letters from her mother, but no one ever saw those letters. They don't know if those those actually exist or if she just said that she had contact.
0: Imagine one day those letters being found or brought up from like a relative or something.
1: I would love to see that.
0: That would I be know. very interesting.
1: <clears throat> In the nineteen thirties, this um cracked plate was found in st louis cemetery number one um in new orleans with the name la Lurie delphine mccarty on it and there was an inscription in french that said that she had died in paris december 7th 1842 but there were records found in paris that she had actually died in 1849 but her body has never been found and the exact date and manner of her death has never been proven. So, no, to this day, no one knows where she really is or where she really died or is buried. What? It's so bizarre. Like, who put that plate I, there and, like, where did it come uh, from?
0: Right. And why? And why? And how? And who? And, <laughs> like, so many all
1: years of it. later, too. Right. Happened.
0: Like, so she was just able to do this then she was like okay bye and just somehow (laughs) what jumps on a ship to paris like how can you just easily just go and start a new life somewhere else especially being a female in your uh in your what was she 40s 40s yeah it's like i mean your youth is kind of gone like the time that you can kind of mooch off all the men is is withering away you know
1: yeah especially for that time you know but right, that's,
0: that's kind of what i'm saying yeah yeah it's like, i mean if you are a young 20 something year old woman then it makes a little bit more sense to be able to just like go to a different country and then just pick up where you left off basically yeah but
1: it's it's truly weird like someone's so infamous like everyone in new orleans knows her name her house is still standing. Like just to have, we have no idea where she is. No idea what happened to her. Really, it's really yeah. crazy.
0: So who knows if she like went on to continue to hurt people or if she just like laid low for the rest of her life? Yeah, what she could
1: have continued all of this, and we just have no idea because she like changed her name or something. You know, that's crazy.
0: Um, or, like, did she just move on to be just a complete an upstanding citizen.
1: Yeah, just like. <laughs> Left that all behind, like that's crazy. Maybe no. she did because she was able to turn it on and off. Clearly,
0: but, yeah. Um, I feel like though it would it shocks me that she was able to go to Paris a lot of times with people like they're that sadistic. They want to see the downfall and they want to like right stay in the area. I mean, she almost proved that a little bit when she bought back the same slaves mm-hmm. that like. Yeah. She, like, wants to, in quote, see things through. Like, I'm surprised she didn't, like, lay low and continue to terrorize the people that survived.
1: Yeah, I totally see that. Because a lot of serial killers, they like to see their work, you know. They don't want to let it go.
0: That's the thing is, like, I, I just can't imagine that either, one, she didn't continue to hurt people. Like, I just don't even think that's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, she was so sadistic and messed up that, like, in some way she must have continued to hurt people. Yeah. But then to I, also. I just,
1: you don't just let that go.
0: And honestly, shame on the daughter that continued to talk to her.
1: Yeah. I would see that as your chance to, like, hmm, maybe I don't need to, like, have this life anymore. Maybe I should turn things around, not speak right. to this woman.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, I know she's your mom, but she's also a psychopath. Like yeah, probably should be a registered psychopath. Like crazy. Yeah, if there's ever a time to, you know, cut your mom out of your life, I think that's the time. I
1: think that's a sign when she just up and leaves you.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um,
1: But the Lathbury Mansion, uh, you can still see it today. It's still standing. It doesn't look the same as when it did because like there was a massive fire and it was destroyed. But it was fixed up in eighteen thirty eight. And it looks the same now as it did in 1838 when it was restored. So it hasn't been really touched since. It was used as a public high school at one point. No way. Observatory conservatory <laughs> for music, an apartment building, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and now it's uh, a private home. Um, Wait,
0: someone lives there?
1: Well, it's like a interesting situation. Well, first of all, in 2007, Nicolas Cage bought the house. He owned the house for a while. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Um, he also bought himself a plot in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. Um, I've been to his grave. He is not dead, but, you know, it's there for him when he dies. It's a pier- It's a white pyramid shape. Um, you can Google it, Nicolas Cage tomb. It's really pretty. So I've been to his grave. <laughs> um but yeah, but he only had the house for a few years—only three years—before he sold it. Um,
0: yeah. Just why?
1: I know, right?
0: That's um, so random. I wonder if um, the Declaration of Independence was somewhere inside of it.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he, he hid it there. Oh gosh, what
0: what, what national treasure? I
1: treasure. <laughs> love that movie. It's so good. Both of them. <laughs> Um,
0: I haven't seen that in a long time. National
1: that. Treasure is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Madame Lalaurie is portrayed by Kathy Bates in season three of American Horror Story. Yes, Kevin, that's what you. That's what I was know.
0: thinking of the whole time. That's who I pictured yeah. the whole time.
1: Um, the actual Lalaurie house is not filmed in American Horror Story, um, because they did not have permission from the owner to film. There, so the house that they use is actually two doors down from the real Lala Rehouse. Oh. The house they use in the show is like this green looking building. It has like a green iron balcony on it and everything. That is actually a museum in real life. That's, oh, yeah, two doors down from the real house. Um, you can see the real house in some of the shots in the show, just like in the background, especially that that scene of Jessica Lang like walking down Royal Street. You can see the Laverie house, and I'll put a picture of the house on her Instagram. But
0: that surprises me. Like, why wouldn't she? Um, why wouldn't they just like remake the house? You know, and and do like scenes in there. Like, why? That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like rebuild the house, but I just mean like, you know, there's. I thought that there's like editing you can do where you like. Yeah. You know, you have like just different scenes of the house.
1: Yeah. And in the show they also portray that you can take tours of the house. You cannot because it is a private residence. Um the people who own the house don't live there permanently. They just keep it um like kept up and I think they're there sometimes but they don't live there all the time which you must have money if you can afford to own that house and not live in it every single day of your life. <laughs> So I think it's like a vacation home for the
0: current owners. Wow. It's just so yeah. interesting that that house is being, like for one, isn't like a historical landmark at this point.
1: Yeah. Like it is. Um, um, Like if you go on the ghost tours at New Orleans, they will take you to the house, but they you have to stand across the street and look at it from across the street because the owners don't want you to stand directly under their house
0: in a tour group. So, yeah, I, they, heard... I wonder, I, I just don't understand what the point of having the house is for the owners. They sound pretty private. I know. And you have like the most
1: infamous house in all of New Orleans. Like, obviously, you're going to get press and attention. Yeah. And I'm sure American Horror Story offered them a lot of money to film there. But because they offered a lot of money to the... uh the mansion that they use in New Orleans for, like, the witch's house. Oh, yeah. They got a hefty amount of money for every day of filming. I remember that.
0: So, but they didn't want to do it. So. Mm-hmm. so, are there any ghost stories that are...
1: Um, there are stories, like I said, of, like, the, the man jumping out of the window. Mm-hmm. Um, People said that they can see Leah as well on the balcony um or if you stand in front (laughs) okay I took the ghost tour at the at um in New Orleans when I went and Mm. I remember our tour guide said that you could see faces in the windows and stuff but since like no one's really allowed in there they there aren't a lot of stories of like people and ghosts in the house because it's been kept so private um But like that you can see people in the windows and stuff. I remember I took a picture of the house. It was nighttime and I was so convinced that there was a ghost in my picture. I was so excited. I was like, look at this blue smudge like right above this window. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I realized it was like – This construction crane that like swung in front of the window. Oh my goodness. And I just like couldn't realize what it was because it was just like a blue streak. Yeah. And I was just too excited about seeing a
0: ghost that
1: (laughs) that's what it was actually. So
0: yeah, but I convinced myself
1: I saw a ghost there. But
0: there's a construction crane that haunts the place. Yeah,
1: there's a construction (laughs) crane. Oh gosh. Go into the light. (laughs) If any of place was actually haunted, though, I bet that's it. I bet that's the real reason those people don't live there, because it's haunted.
0: It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah. I'm just just very... I'm surprised that they haven't sold it to some museum-type... I know. I don't know. It just... It just almost seems like a little bit of a waste. I mean... Yeah. Just because it's such a historical building... I'm not saying that we need to um memorialize what happened there, but we right. also it's it is a huge it's like, what you part doing? of what happened in uh New Orleans. Yeah.
1: It's like it's literally so famous there. Like everyone there knows her name, you know. Right. It's I remember in my tour group too, our tour guide just started talking about Madame Mallory and um one of the people in our group was like who hold on excuse me who is she and our tour guide was literally like oh sorry i just assumed everyone knew her name yeah. and then yeah so right pretty infamous <laughs> yeah but, yeah wow. it, her house is really it's a really gorgeous house
0: i have to say at least from the outside cuz
1: i don't know what the inside looks like
0: i know point. i w- i wonder if nicolas cage purchased it knowing like I mean, you have to know all the history before you purchase a home. He like, just... he claimed he did not know. Oh. When he bought the house, is what
1: I read in some article somewhere. So. Oh, I, I figured feel like...
0: he was like a paranormal buff or something. Yeah, I,
1: I figure that too. Like, why? I mean, I get it's a really nice house, so you'd want it, but I feel like part of the appeal and the draw of it is its history of why you would want. To spend millions of dollars on this house.
0: That surprises me. Of all people, Nicolas Cage being drawn to New Orleans. Yeah. Right? I know. He doesn't seem like the New Orleans type. <laughs> I know. He wow. seems like, I almost said Washington, D.C., but I'm just going back to National Treasure.
1: I'm going to show like you. A
0: Washington State type person.
1: I'm going to share my screen and I'll show you what his tomb looks like. Hold on. Can you see it?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Oh gosh. Uh you zoomed in. This is what it looks like. What? This big that... white pyramid with some quote in Latin on it. And that's where he's gonna be buried.
0: <laughs> like so many questions. I know. What's up, Nick? Why are you this way? <laughs> <laughs> why are you Why are
1: you the out? way that you are <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but people do buy plots in the cemeteries in new orleans because you can't they're so full and like cramped um that they stopped letting people in a few years ago so if you wanted a plot there you had to buy it in advance and uh yeah they no longer put people in there because it's so full so he got it before they closed
0: it. Wow. Well, and he's uh, technically going to be above ground, I guess.
1: Yeah, that, that's why New Orleans has all of those like mausoleum type cemeteries because the ground is so like mushy and swamp that the bodies like rise up <gasps> if they're actually in the ground.
0: Oh, no way. I didn't yeah. know that.
1: That's why New Orleans is famous for their above ground tombs.
0: Oh uh, yeah, so maybe that's why Nikki Boy wants to do that. Nikki Boy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, my salesman
0: <laughs> yeah, pals. Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. so where'd you get all this information?
1: Um, I got it from a couple of sites. Ghost Tours of New Orleans. Um, I looked at some record uh archives for the like police reports and stuff
0: um oh so, yeah a couple different places yeah all right well that was very interesting thank you for looking all that up i you know i was thinking about it kind of while you're talking i i was talking about how excited i am to hear it and i kind of regret saying that because it is such a sad story that like i think that using the word excited is yeah a wrong because um it's making it seem like you know what she did is a good thing or I don't right. know that I'm, no, like, excited I... to hear it. but it is just very it's just so shocking that someone can do that um and it's a huge part of New Orleans history that mm-hmm. um I think that's what I meant when I said excited. <laughs> I felt like right. I need to explain yeah. that <laughs> just so you guys know that I'm not a creep.
1: And (laughs) I have a heart.
0: (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, If you guys didn't already know that. But anyway, (laughs) um, on that note, I'm Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.